in, everybody, to a very special edition of Topic Thunder Podcast. I'm your host today, Dylan Hunzinger at Thunder Chats. I'm joined by two members of the unit today. First in Oklahoma, we have Jerry Stevens. Jerry, how's it going, man? It's going, brother. Just living the life. How about you? I, I can't complain. I'm super excited for what's about to happen. But first, we've got Matthew Mullins in the state of Nebraska. Maddie, how's it going, brother? Hey, really good, man. The snow is finally clearing up, and uh, it's it's a little tamer, the weather is, than uh, it is in Oklahoma right now, so I can't really complain. <laughs> Just flexing on everybody in Oklahoma right now, Maddie. <laughs> hey, man, it's bad. <laughs> All right, well, also joining us today, he is a founding member of the Down to Dump podcast, contributor to the dailythunder.com one-fourth of the OKC Dream Team. He doesn't enjoy talking about the word fun. He eats cereal while he drives. He has Frank Caliendo sweating with his Vlade Divac impersonation. He is a huge inspiration of mine. He has been filling your ears with thunder goodness for years. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the podfather. He is the American Dream. His name rhymes a slam through. He is Mr. Andrew K. Schlecht. Welcome oh, to the podcast, Andrew. Oh my goodness, you guys. <laughs> You guys are way, way too kind. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, man. We're, we're super excited. So let's just dive right in, Andrew. Let's do um, it. Let's do it. Whenever we have somebody on, we kind of want to ask a little background just to, you know, let everybody kind of get to know you, pull back the layers a little bit. So sure. we mentioned you, uh, you know, you founded Down to Dump Podcast. How long have you been on the Down to Dump Podcast? Yeah, this is our seventh season. Uh, so. Long time. It doesn't feel like that long, but whenever you, I don't know, it's 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 crazy to think about how long we've been doing it. Um, but yeah, this is our seventh Thunder season. We've seen a lot of Thunder basketball. That's awesome, man. Seen seen some ups and downs, some crazy times for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you ever think that it would blossom into what it is today? <laughs> no, like not even close. I mean, I remember we recorded like our first four or five episodes and like we were super stoked that we had like 40 people and like probably only 38 were me and my mom like re-listening to it over and over again so (laughs) yeah it was it was pretty we were we were just guys that we met up to do a bible study and we just talked about the thunder instead um and we were like let's just record let's just record it and see what happens. Like our very first episode, we sat, Jay was a youth pastor at the time. And we, Jay, and then another guy, Jamie, who's not a part of it anymore. Um, we put a blue USB mic in the middle of the room and it was probably the worst podcast ever recorded. Um, and then yeah, we I heard had we, one of my solo pods then. Oh. <laughs> Dude, solo pods are not, they're no joke, man. They're no joke. Um, but like we just kept getting better and made little goals here and there. And yeah, I don't, I don't know how we got here, but here we are. Hey, that's awesome, man. So, you know, you never, you never saw yourself bought or the podcast blossoming into what it is today, but was this always a dream of yours or did you just try, kind of find your niche and ride the wave? Yeah, it was not a, a dream, certainly. Uh, I always loved the NBA growing up. It, I loved Shaquille O'Neal and followed him all throughout his career. And then when a Thunder team came here, I was like, oh, that's great. Like, we get to go watch more NBA because the Hornets were leaving, and that was kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. And then when the Thunder came, it was like, great. Like, we get to have a team. And I always loved it. And I had people around me saying, like, you should do you should do a podcast. I'm like, I'm not going to do a podcast. I'm going to know how to do a podcast. So why would I do that? And then after a few years, um, it was just something that we tried. So, yeah. Yep. There you go, man. Well, from just trying to do a podcast to becoming the pod father of Thunder Nation, how does it <laughs> feel to carry such a moniker? I didn't know I had it until you tweeted about it the other day. Um <laughs> Feels it feels very strange. I'll tell you that feels <laughs> feels very strange. It's it's. I mean, it's. I don't know. It's still crazy to me that people want to listen to me talk about Thunder basketball. So I'll take I'll take whatever I can get. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think it's That's the name my motto. Stick, I just gotta say. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's dive right into the Oklahoma City Thunder here. Um, we're going to talk about each player uh, in a section we're going to call Thunder Grades, and you can give as little or as much context into your grades as you want to, all right? Okay. 
All right, so the first one we got is Hamdou Diallo. Yeah, that's a it's it's a tough one because you're obviously going to grade on some kind of curve. I probably give him a B. I I didn't think he'd play honestly. I didn't think he'd yeah. play at all this year. I thought he'd just be in the playing for the blue and be kind of a mysterious guy that can't shoot the basketball and that can really jump and but he he contributed to this team early on in the season and is scoring 20 points per game with the blue. Like he's he's done well. I think that it it is disappointing how he like after he was scouted, like kind of went through that first round where teams scout and everybody's like, oh, well, all you have to do is like not guard this guy and you're going to be just fine. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of disappointing after that. But overall, like he's he's done way more than most, you know, late second rounders do. So, yeah. Yeah. He won a slam dunk contest. <laughs> He won the slam dunk contest. How cool is that? It's only thunder so cool. everyone the slam dunk contest. I didn't even mention that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. B plus then. B plus. Yeah, B plus. Uh, you know what? Actually, like that's a that was the dumbest grade I've ever given anybody. And I used to be a teacher. Um, easily the dumbest grade I've ever given. A plus. You won the dunk contest, man. Hey, kids make, you... My kids like taking care of my kids all day sometimes makes me forget that things happen. <laughs> it's all good that dunk contest was extra credit am i right totally extra credit yeah so i was like doing a crossword puzzle afterwards like yeah, i'll give you 10 points extra credit on your test if you do this crossword puzzle <laughs> all right I well, more teachers like you growing up i know man <laughs> that was easy all right next up we got deontay burton oh boy that's my guy i know uh, it is. <laughs> he's a, he's another like no expectation for this guy coming into the season. So I'm going to hand out another A+. I'm an easy grader. Just like <laughs> the fact that he pl- played for this team and has contributed at all, like that's a miracle. Because you think about like, who was at the end of the bench last year for the Thunder, like Dakari Johnson. Like ah, mm-hmm. there's some Dakari fans out there that got super mad at me when I would say some <laughs> not so nice things about him on Twitter. But like he's not in the NBA for a reason, you know? Yep. And so like that's... I think that's a solid pickup. And a guy that, like, honestly, the Thunder, behind closed doors, really like this guy. I think that he could be something. They don't know what yet, but they're, like, cautiously optimistic about him being, like, a rotation type of guy moving forward. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he's definitely shown signs of it. So, um, kind of sick with Deontay Burton. This isn't in our notes at all. I'm just, I just kind of had the thought. Um, do you think that he might see some action in the playoffs? Oh, with Billy, you never know, but I would be, I would be surprised. I think that we'll see a lot, something similar to what we saw last night in the playoffs where it's basically Markeith and and Dennis, and that's really going to be about it off the bench. And they'll try some guys. They may try, try Deontay for like five minutes here or there, but they're like, he's not really going to play. So, yeah. That's fair to say. Um, somebody else we've got on the bench that has been been pretty helpful to have on the bench is uh, Mr. Thick Daddy Raymond Felton. Yeah. Um, uh, Ray, uh, he's had some stretches. I'll give him like a C. <laughs> I know. He hadn't done a whole lot for us this season. The dude loves to dribble. He he's does. Super, he's fun to talk to, but he's not. He's he's just not an NBA guy for much longer. So. Yeah. All right, hey, quick question for you. I, I just got to say this. With uh, him in the locker room, is he just a real presence there? I mean, I know you have some uh, access to a little bit closer than uh, a lot of other people that get to just listen to these things. Is he that big of a locker room guy? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think he is. He's, I mean, he's a good influence on these younger guys. He still works and whatnot. He's not like a huge presence in the locker room, but I think that he is a positive like role model type guy for the younger, younger Thundermen. Cool, cool. I've always wondered that, so yeah. thank you. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of hopefully positive presences in the locker room, we added a certain Markeith Morris uh, shortly. Um, was it before trade or before All Star break? Yeah, something like that. We we had a Markeith Morris. <laughs> what, what do you think? What would you grade him for his short stint with the Thunder so far? Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, yeah. Shoot, I I don't know, like. B minus C plus probably he probably hadn't done as much as a lot of people would have anticipated as far as the scoring department. I still feel like he's really trying to figure out where he fits on this team. Uh, 
you, you see him like he's getting better on the defensive end, but he's still learning the defensive scheme. So like he's he's a work in progress still, which is a little bit scary because he is one of probably the seven or eight best players on the team right now. So <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'd probably give him C plus B minus for how he's done so far. He's gonna he's gonna play in the playoffs. He's gonna take shots. And so he's I mean, he's pretty important to them moving forward. So hopefully my grade will be a little bit different after playoff time. All right. Fair enough. Um, one more guy that was uh, kind of unexpected um, joining the team and kind of carving out a role is Abdel Nader. Yeah, he's he's been an interesting guy to have on the team. I remember preseason people talked about him like he was going to play. And I was like, really? It's like every Celtics blog that I read says that he is one of the worst players on planet Earth. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, but he's been good. Like he's improved. He has improved. Mm-hmm. His de- his off-ball defense leaves a lot to be desired, but he tries really hard. He can shoot the ball. He really is one of the better shooters on the team. He doesn't always show it, but he really is. Like if you put these guys in an empty gym, Mm-hmm. I, I, he probably he probably win a shooting contest of everybody on the Thunder, I would guess. Like he can really shoot it. Wow. Um, mm. But I'd probably give him pro- probably a B, B plus because he's he has improved on the defensive. He was a wreck when he first got into the rotation. I just like could, I, I was I just could not believe that Billy was playing him, uh, wow. and he's gotten better. So almost like another Ennis Cantor. Like, yeah, and he wears the same number then. It's <laughs> right. Like, kind of freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. Man. I never so going forward. Yeah, we got to get them off number eleven. That's what it I is. know. <laughs> it's not. It's not been the greatest number in Thunder history. I think did Jeremy Lamb wear it too? Somebody yes, he did. It. He did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's cursed. It's been decided. I'm, I'm running a letter. Anyway, like Chris McGarry didn't wear eleven, but he also kind of wore eleven. <laughs> <laughs> he symbolically wore 11. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, another guy that the Thunder have added this um, in this season, Nerwin's Noel. How would you grade Nerwin's Noel this season? Oh, I mean, as far as like grading him against the expectations that we had of him going into the season, I think it's been an A. Like as far as a backup center, there's not a lot of guys that can do what he does. He's he's not good every night, but he he'll bring energy every night. Uh, like he wasn't good against the Raptors um, on the road, but man, he's really helped them win some games. I think that the moment of the season that sticks out the most is that game in Portland where he out there and stripped Dame mm-hmm. twice. I mean, yeah, I, back that, to yeah, that was. I mean, there's not a lot of guys that can come off the bench as a big where they intentionally get the switch and then that happens. Uh, so he's been he's been great for them as far as an energy guy and a guy that can come in and block shots and foul people a ton. Like he's been great. Yeah, and and in terms of giving you a better backup big man than Dakari Johnson. <laughs> yeah, the bar is low. The bar is set real low. <laughs> Sam has done this. Sam keeps doing this. Just so you guys know, he sets the bar so low, and then when he gets somebody better, you're like, wow! Like he did it with Samaj. He did it with Dakari. He's just yeah. setting the bar low to just. Thunder fans' expectations just just rock bottom when it comes to some of these backup guys. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm really just joking. But yeah, I was gonna say, Presti's secret is exposed. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the last addition off the bench this season is a certain Dennis Schroeder, and I also have to add. Um, people on our podcast as well as some listeners on the podcast have given him the moniker the Shredder. And yeah. uh, first your grade, and then you can grade their nickname as well. Okay. He was shredding last night, man. He was great last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Probably, I keep going. Like, I think he's been good. I don't think he's been great. I think he's been pretty good for them. He's had some stretches that have been hurtful to the team. And he's been a part of games that they've lost because he could not defend. And he has not been that lately. He's defended really well lately. His shot has not been falling with the exception of last night. Uh, I'd probably give him like a C plus. I think he could have, he could be better for this team 
on a night-to-night basis. Uh, he's had some life stuff happen. You know, he had a, a baby, and he's got, he just had some stuff going on and being new to the team. Um, I think he's been helpful in spots. He's either I don't think that he is a guy that is either he's either doing something great for your team or he's doing something that's hurtful to your team. In my opinion, I don't think that there's not a lot of in between with him. If he's scoring the basketball, like that's awesome. Uh, if he's not, if he's an inefficient scorer off the bench where he gets like 10 points on 15 shots, like that is actively hurtful to the team. Yeah. And so I'd probably give him a C just because of that. All right, that's fair enough. Now the question is, what do you think of the nickname? <laughs> this is a great nickname, Shredder. Yeah. Yep. A plus for the nickname. A I like plus. That. A plus. Yeah. We got a devoted follower that will uh, love that comment. So. <laughs> Does that mean they don't like it? No, they do. They love it. Oh, they do. They do love it. Okay. He is the uh, self-proclaimed conductor of the Shredder train. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm on it. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right. So, Terrence Ferguson. Ooh, Ferg. Okay. Man, Ferguson's had a weird season. He started out as, like, what, the 400th best player in the NBA (laughs) for the first, like, five games uh he was so bad and then he was real awesome and now he's like yeah he's kind of good um so he's probably a b but he's like he's been a surprise i don't think that when the season started that people would have the opinion that there's no way they can start andre robertson when he comes back you know we i think we're probably saying it through november even saying like yeah when dre comes back you you got to give the starting spot back to him and now it's the opposite like there's just no way they can give it to dre um so yeah i mean that's that's a pretty darn good season for him yeah and he's imp- he's improved a lot his floor game has improved a ton we even saw it last night yeah. you know, he's trying different things he's got some nice passes he had that 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 little scoop shot last night like he's oh, he's yeah. improving he's 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 been good this season. Yeah. Uh, he's got a ways to go still, I think, until he reaches his his peak. But yeah, he's a good player. I like him. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready think... to see what he does off the dribble uh, sooner than later, a little bit more, because I've been sure. seeing some pretty cool things out of him instead of just sitting in that corner and and launching them, you know. And uh, it's been it. He had a really good move last night where he sort of pump faked, you know, drove baseline on the left hand side and just went over everybody and, and still scored. It was, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm ready to see him grow a little bit more. I, I love the kid. I'm all yeah. about this kid. Yeah. He's yeah. Great. Um, uh, this isn't in our notes, but the, the ceiling, do you think like Danny green is a ceiling for him? I think he has a higher ceiling than Danny green to be That's honest. It's a good ceiling. Like Danny is that ceiling. Danny green is, is really good at two things. He's really good. He's a really good defender. He's a multifaceted defender, so it's like more than two things. But Danny Green's a great defender, and he's a great three-point shooter. He cannot do a whole lot else. Danny Green cannot dribble. Uh, I don't think the same. I don't think the same thing for Ferguson. So I think the ceiling is higher. Can he? Can he? Will he be as good or better than Danny Green? I mean, I would argue that he's not that far away from being as good as Danny Green. Um, yeah. I would argue, I know that he looked really, really good <laughs> against the Thunder. I get it. And if, if he could, if Ferg could shoot like that, that would be amazing. But Ferguson can already do a little bit more than Danny can as far as like attacking closeouts and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's a guy that can kind of slip through screens a little bit better too. And he's not a better defender than Danny Green today, but he's not that far off to be honest. I mean, I think that we have honestly, as like Thunder fans, we've always wanted a Danny Green type player at the shooting guard, and we've wanted him in particular. Like, can mm-hmm. we can we get that guy? Can we yeah, slide him in sure. here? You know, and Kevin and Russell and everybody were here. Like, it was that was like we need that guy. Like, that's the guy that we need. We don't need you know a guy that can't shoot it. We need him. Uh, and Ferguson, if he fits the mold, he's 21 years old. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's got. He's got a long ways to go. And his athleticism, too. Like, Danny Green is not athletic as far as, like, NBA caliber athlete. Like, he's not that athletic. That's why he wasn't on an NBA team when he, when he um, came out of college. Yeah. Is that he wasn't able to stick with anybody because he really just wasn't a good athlete. 
uh, and then he got to the Spurs, and the Spurs just do Spurs things. But Spurs, <laughs> Spurs, no Spurs. Spurs thing. But yeah, I I like Ferg, and I I think he, he's he's got a high ceiling. I think the low end of that is that he's just a really good role player, and then the high end of that, like I honestly don't even know what it could possibly be, but he's gonna be good. Nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, for oh, sure. <laughs> Paul well, raves about him. Like Paul won't stop talking about him. Well, he does Gatorade commercials with him, so he does. That's right. Yeah. Who else is doing Gatorade commercials with Paul George? Yeah, Paul. Paul's raved about him since day one, which we all kind of like. I kind of rolled my eyes when I heard him talk about him at first. I was like, Yeah, give me a break. Do you think Terrence Ferguson's? Gonna, he said, I see a lot of me in Terrence Ferguson. I'm sure everybody knows that quote, but I was just like, hey, Yeah, right, Paul. Like Paul, you're the nicest guy in the world. There's no way to. <laughs> a lot of Paul George inside Terrence Ferguson, but I don't know. We'll see. Hey, if Paul says it, we'll take it, right? Yeah. All right. In terms of another player that's really developed a lot since last season, which is kind of crazy because he developed a lot during the season last season, it's Jeremy Grant. Yeah, Jeremy's an A, A plus. I mean, he's he's outperformed his contract, a contract that many said was a bad contract when they when he signed it. Um, he's outperformed it already. And mm-hmm. I've started like looking past it, like, man, he's got a player option. That's, he's not picking that up. Um, he's basically, Jeremy's got one more year with the Thunder, basically, after this season. Um, yeah, A+. plus. He's been great. He's, he's, a, he's a four. I don't think a lot of people thought he was a four. Fred Katz didn't like the Noel deal because he thought that, that Jeremy was a five. He talked about that a lot. I was like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. he's he's a four so it's it's been really a huge huge thing for the thunder like just think if jeremy grant could only play the center this season and then patrick patterson shows up and he's just patrick patterson like thunder would be kind of screwed a little bit if that were the case so yeah definitely a plus for for jeremy I'm not gonna lie, you made me just a just a little bit sad saying that Jeremy Grant only has one more year with us. I know, man. I feel the same way. I think, I mean, he loves, he loves, loves, loves the Thunder. Mm-hmm. He's one of the nicest guys in the locker room too, like easily. He's consistent. He's he's one of those guys that people wouldn't know that he's like a glue guy, not only on the court but in the locker room. I can see that. He's one of the guys that will actually talk to the media people just to say, like, what's up, you know, like walking through. Like everybody else just, like, pretends that we aren't there. But he, like, will stop and say what's up, which is pretty cool. Hmm. Seems like a pretty chill guy. So uh, speaking of of another chill guy who could be considered a glue guy, who's also pretty daggone good, Steven Adams. Yeah, Steve. Uh, (laughs) E (laughs) minus. I feel like he's had a he had an amazing start to the season, mm-hmm. and he's had a underwhelming second half of the season so far. Yeah. Um, so yeah, probably B minus for Stevo. All right, that's fair. And the man of the hour, MVPG. Yeah, uh, a plus plus. The dude has been unbelievable this season. <laughs> Nobody saw this coming. Uh, hopefully he's out of his slump as of last night, mm-hmm. uh, feel, is feeling better. But yeah, there's no way that people that a non Thunder homer could have predicted this season for Paul George. So, yeah. All right. Absolutely. We just got a couple more here and the next. Oh, we might are you still there, Dylan. Andrews? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I think we lost Dylan. Hold yeah. on. He's catching okay. up, I think. So, um, obviously, uh, Russell Westbrook. What do, what do you give your grade on him? Oh, man. I'd probably give him an A for this season, to be honest. He, he has made a lot of adjustments this season on the court and has really tried to hand over the keys of the car to Paul George and has done a pretty good job of it. And he's defended better. He's just, he's not a consistent defender. He never will be, but he's been a better defender this season. 
the last it's hard to not like take this last stretch into account. I know he shot the ball better, but he had I don't think he's played better than he did at the beginning of the season. Um, but overall, I think he's had a good season. Like he'll 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 make the All NBA team, so I'll probably give him an A. Heck yeah. And then I mean we all know Russ is the leader, so that's why we ended last with him. But uh, we know Twitter and a lot of Twitter hates Billy. Mm-hmm. What's your grade here on Billy? Whoo, Billy D. Uh, I feel like he's done a good job for the most part. I probably give him a B on this season. He's done a good job. There's stuff, obviously, there's things he could do better. Sure. Um, Can't we all? Of course. Of course. That's right. I I don't know. I like Billy. I think he's he is a good NBA coach. He is a good NBA coach. I think that if he coached anywhere else, he would do a good job too. So I, I know a lot of people. No, and right. the truth is, like nobody, no no fans are happy with their coach. Like go find me a fan base that's super duper happy with their coach. Well, that team is probably winning sixty games, or they're winning fifty six games or something like that. Everybody else isn't happy with their coach. Celtics aren't happy with their coach this season. You could, yeah, I mean, go, yeah. go go look at the Spurs Reddit during their nine-game losing streak. You think they were happy with Greg Popovich? They weren't. I mean, and when you're losing, nobody likes your coach. This confirmed. Andrew Slack uh, frequents Reddit. I do. Occasion. I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do. I love. I love to. Uh, I go. I love to go look at sad Reddit pages, like when the Jazz lose. Oh, I love going to the Jazz page when they lose. That's the, it's a wonderful place. <laughs> uh, so we we sort of touched base on it as far as with Presty, but what's your grade on uh, Presty this year? As far as off season up until now, you know mm-hmm. what he's done in the buyout season, hasn't done, whatever. Sure. Uh, I, he gets an A, man. This things could have gone so poorly like it could have been a disaster i mean getting paul george to commit to oklahoma city that is a massive victory that and that goes right on sam presti's resume uh getting Nerlens to come to the team is huge trading carmelo anthony who was obvious dead weight salary and getting back a player and dennis Schroeder that can play for you and that can play crunch time for you. I think that was a huge question mark when they made the trade, but they've confirmed that he could play in crunch time. Uh, the TLC edition, meh, like whatever. Um, and then like getting the like getting these guys on the end of the bench, we didn't know how important they would be. We didn't know how important Burton and Nader would be. They're like kind of important to this team because with the Abrina stuff that happened and then Dre not coming back, uh, those additions were massive. So, yeah, I think he gets an A. There's not a lot of guys in the league that could have done what he did. So, yeah, he's been great. Agreed. Uh, Matty? Yeah, so uh, the most important question for grades that you'll get, the loves patch. What's your grade for that? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's a gigantic failure, right? Oh man, it's hideous. <laughs> it's an F. It's it so was, hideous. Oh man, I can't. They unveiled it actually during our Friday podcast, and I was just like, I was just floored. Like, oh, well, that's it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't. I didn't. I honestly didn't think that the Thunder blew away jerseys could be any worse than they already were. And it, the loves just made it possible, baby. It was amazing. I just cannot believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but it they was really like got Photoshop sweet deals. gone wrong. Yeah, it's bad, man. It's so bad. It's huge. It's uh, it's I don't know. It's about as bad as 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 bad as bad as a as a loves patch could be. They did a good job <laughs> of making it that bad. Yeah, the the colors don't exactly match. Like the the yellow and orange looks all right, but the red's just like why? Yeah, yeah it's. It's it's super whack, man. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, Andrew, we're going to go ahead and dive into one of our uh, segments that we do in every show. Not every show, but it's a segment that we do in a lot of shows, and that is going to be our most impressive unit. 
All right. So uh, with that said, who has been your most impressive unit lineup this season? Uh, Just give us anybody, you know, who who fits the best as far as offensively, defensively. If you were the coach, who would you be putting out there? Man, this is probably the most boring answer. It's I think it's the starting lineup, honestly. Like those guys have been really good and played really well together, and the numbers back that up. Uh, as far as like mixing and matching goes, I just haven't been. I think like in theory, some of them are great. Like in theory, it's nice to have like Markeith in there instead of Steven to like stretch the floor. I think that just works out better in my head than it does on the floor so far. Um, <laughs> Agree. So, I I think just the st- like the starters. Obviously, their first quarter stuff doesn't really match up with that super well um, right now. But on the season, like they've been one of the best five man groups in the entire league. So, yeah, yeah, agreed, yeah, agreed. Sure. I, whatever works, man. If it, if that's your unit, then hey. We will ride that unit into the sunset. My guys. <laughs> so a guy who's not in our unit anymore uh, on the court, but always in the organization, uh, Mr. Thunder, Nick Collison. Uh, Nick Collison night was a lot of fun, and it was a very important night in Thunder history. What is your favorite Nick Collison moment or story that you have? Man, I mean, like you can – like moments that you that stick out to me are like just like when there's just like blood all over his face. You know, oh, like for he sure. hit the top of his head and the blood dripping oh, out. Yeah. Like, ah! It was like the most Nick Collison thing ever to happen. Um but like when I was trying to think of like a moment, I just thought like there's probably like you don't really characterize Nick Collison in a moment. Like he's a guy that like is characterized through like his daily work and him showing up like he did every single game. And he just yeah. went and he worked, he said solid screens he made the right passes he made the right play every time he played hard on defense he kind of set the standard for this team and so it's like hard for there to be like a one moment for him honestly and there's probably there probably are really good moments that just aren't sticking out in my head but i would just say like the thing that he did most is that he just uh really helped identify like what it meant to be a part of this Thunder team, and here's what we do, and he's one of the, the leaders of that. Heck yeah, heck yeah, well moving on, I mean talking about the unit just a little bit more, we're going to talk about all, you know, 15 that get to suit up. Uh, that January-February stretch was was great, right? We can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the late March woes have uh, showed, sort of showed up. Uh, you know, do you really think they're in trouble like everyone else is setting fires and pitchforks everywhere? Or did they sort of just, you know, put it on cruise control for a little bit and, you know, sit back and let the Tesla drive, knowing that they're still going to, you know, get to the playoffs here? The, the more I think about it, I, there's a there's a few things that happen. One, in January and February, they weren't playing good defense. They were just making shots. Mm-hmm. That's great. Like, you can win making shots. A lot of teams do that. And then when those shots don't fall, like I think that's part of what happened. Also, I think that the, and the more I think about this, the more I think it's kind of crazy that we don't talk about this more. Like Paul George was out and he's been hurt and he hasn't played well for a while. Uh, He played well Friday night. We'll see if he's the same guy Monday night against Memphis. Please. Um, (laughs) I know. I know. Um, Like that's a big deal. Like that's an MVP of the league. You know, if, if James Harden was out for two games and then came back and was not playing well, like, yeah, it would impact the Rockets probably quite a lot. And so, like, we don't, I don't, we haven't given that probably as much credit as it needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just haven't made shots. Like, Schroeder hadn't made shots. Ferguson hadn't been shooting the ball well. Like, that's, I, I think they're going to be fine, honestly. I think they played really, really, really well. Um against the Raptors and it wasn't just that they hit they made a lot of shots they made a lot of threes and that's great but I think they could have found a way to win even if they only made like 15 threes to be honest because that's just how they were playing like they were playing really well they're playing together on both ends uh so I I don't I think they're gonna be fine I actually think like hitting that many shots and taking on taking time off on the defensive end was ultimately more hurtful to them yeah. Um, and they've had to course correct a little bit 
which may end up being a blessing in disguise. So, yeah, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, their their identity is definitely on the defensive end, and I mean, <clears throat> they were they were causing havoc, as uh, Matt Moore as Matt Moore so famously said, uh, <laughs> they're the havoc generator. So, um, definitely hurt to see them kind of step off that, but. Hopefully we can step back on the the gas pedal for the habit generator going into playoffs. Mm-hmm. So Talk about speaking... transition. <laughs> perfect transition there, Dylan. As as we say in the business, that was perfect though. Um, all right. Uh, so you mentioned the Rockets before, and with how tight the West is, we could literally play anybody outside of Golden State probably right now. Mm-hmm. Um, who would you say is the ideal matchup for the Thunder looking at the playoff picture right now? I think if they could play San Antonio or the Clippers, I think those are the two ideal. Obviously, I think those are the, probably the two teams everybody would like to play. Um, <laughs> but if you're choosing, I think the most likely opponents for the Thunder are Portland, Utah, and Houston. I think those are the three most likely opponents. I still kind of feel like LA and San Antonio are going to are going to be the 7-8. Like I just that may not be true just because everything's so close, but I just I get the feeling that that's what will happen. I don't know what order they'll be in, but um cuz Utah's going to win some games down the stretch. And Portland's going to win some games. Uh and I think the Thunder are going to win some games too. Um and so of those, I I don't think you want to play Houston. I think the Thunder are better than Houston. I know they're not playing better than Houston. And maybe I'm a huge homer, which I I am, but I think <laughs> that the Thunder are better than Houston. I think they could beat them in a series. I think it'd be so, tight. I don't think you want to play them, though, because uh, James Harden is really, really good. Yeah, <laughs> drawing Clint, fouls. Oh, yeah. excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clint Capella is really good. Uh, Chris Paul has been great for them recently. So I don't think that you want to play that team. Uh, I think you want to play the Blazers. I don't. Yeah. Like, Utah's like, yeah, yeah, Utah's good. I think the Thunder beat Utah in a series this season. Uh, I think the Thunder would be super motivated to do so. Um, but I think if you can get anybody, I think you'd want to play Portland. They've been, they've struggled in the playoffs recently, uh, and. We don't really know the status of CJ McCollum. If CJ mm-hmm. can't go, like shoot, yeah. like that, that's an easy yep. team to guard. Yeah. So I would, um, I would probably say that's ideal. Them and Utah are probably pretty close, though. I think the Thunder, I think the Thunder take care of Utah in five or six. Yeah, and you know, last year the Blazers swept us, and you know I think we were three and one against Utah, but we swept the Blazers and Utah this year. So mm-hmm. kind of feels like, um, you know, with this team this year, as opposed to the last team last year, we've kind of more, more or less figured out at least the Blazers and probably the jazz a little bit. Although that double overtime victory was a little more hard fought than I would have wanted it to be. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you talk about the Rockets, like you probably want them the least out of those. What is the matchup you most want to avoid in the playoffs? And no, you can't just say the Warriors. Other <laughs> <laughs> well, than I think, you, can I say the Nuggets then? Yeah. Yeah, I'll yeah, say yeah. the Nuggets. They're really good, man. They're they are really really solid. They have a lot of players that could really score. And Jokic. Who knows, like, what Jokic will be in the first round of the playoffs. Like, they could lose in the first round. That's not out of the question. Mm-hmm. Like, if right now they're the 2-7 matchups, Utah and Denver. Like, I don't know. Some people are going to pick Utah, and they might be right. I mean, that, yeah. could, hap- that could totally happen. Um, but against the Thunder, like, I don't know. Like, they, there's something about them that I feel like the Thunder just don't take them that seriously. And I would hope that they would come playoff time. But I think when the Thunder look at them, they're like, yeah, whatever. You got this big chubby guy down low, like doing whatever. And you got <laughs> oh, Jamal Murray, like he's had a cute season. Like, but like I'm Russell Westbrook and I'm Paul George. Like, <laughs> like, I, I think there's just something to that uh, that they just, I don't know. And I they, they play him again. Think the Thunder just they need to beat him at home. Like they just need to get up for that game and yeah. and, and beat that team. Mm-hmm. Um 
but I just I worry about because that team is good. Jokic is really good. He's an MVP candidate himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pass it really well. They share the ball really well. They defend at a at a good a good enough level. They're not a great defensive team, but they've been better than what uh, they really honestly they're better than what they should be. Um, so yeah, I'd probably go with Denver as a team you don't want to play because I just yeah. I just think that they can be dangerous. And Malone probably wins Coach of the Year this year, right? You think maybe? Um, Budenholzer. He could. Yeah, yeah it's probably. I would. I would guess Budenholzer will win it. Um, but yeah, he's a he's definitely a candidate. He's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something about the Nuggets, whether it's just Jamal Murray or you know adding Jokic that just brings out the worst in Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Russell's. He's an enigma, and there's some guys out there that'll get him fired up in the wrong way. That's a, that's another reason Even, why maybe you don't want to play Utah's because Ricky Rubio, like he, when he sees Ricky Rubio, all he sees is like, give me 500 post ups, please. <laughs> I mean, he wants to babies. rock 500 babies. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. All right. Well, with all that being said, at the end of the day, what do you think this team's ceiling is? You better say think- finals. yes some people like people say finals i still think it's conference finals is their ceiling yeah all right fair enough man all right so you know we we sort of got to the end of the season there uh now we get to the awards you know who's taken any awards home from okc this season anybody nobody i think the only one that that is possible at this point is the defensive player of the year for paul i think that that's in play um we'll see i think it depends largely on how utah finishes if utah can get hot and finish the season and get up to like second and defensive efficiency or something like that i think that gobert could win it again um i think paul has a good chance i think it's probably between those two at this point fair enough fair enough so looking uh, at the end of the season is there any uh, player that you think won't be on the team next season? Oh, uh, yeah. I think I think there's a good chance that Nerlens and Markeith aren't back. Um, depending on how the playoffs go, I mean, I think I think that Schroeder could be traded. I think a lot of honestly, I think that the Thunder are going to be open to a lot of things this summer. So I, I think Is that Paul. Steve- is Steve? Oh, I don't, Sorry. Yeah, Stephen could be. Stephen could be traded. Sure. I don't. I don't know that he will be, but he could be. I think that he'll be. A, he'll be a guy that'll be offered in certain deals. Yep. Just kind of fillers. Yeah, I yeah. think. But I think that. I mean, Paul and Russell will come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be my guarantee. <laughs> That, that's a little bit of a long shot. You sure you want to put this out here? This, this is published in public. <laughs> that's all I got to say. No, I think that, I mean, they could look a lot. They could look similar just depending on what deals are out there. But I think the Thunder want to, they want to get better. There's no, there's no question they want to get better. They don't yeah. think, they don't think that they're a title contending team at this point. They're, they like their group. Don't get me wrong, but I think that they want to get better. Well, hey, speaking of getting better and speaking of contending for a title, is there a player you would like to see the Thunder add this offseason? Can I say Anthony Davis? <laughs> Ooh. You can. Please. Hot take. I don't think, Hot take. I don't, I don't think they'll get AD. Um, I don't. I don't. Honestly, I haven't taken a, a real good look at yeah. offseason additions yet or what, what's out there. But, like, over half the league is going to be a free agent this summer there's going to be guys there's guys that are going to be left out there that aren't going to have deals that are going to be similar to Nerlens that are going to be like hey do I want to go play for a bad team and make three million bucks or can I go play for the Thunder make a million bucks and then you know do something with a winning team so there's going to have they're going to have options out there and and having Nerlens and Jeremy come in and be better and even dennis who has a probably a better reputation now than he did with atlanta 
people are going to see people see that like the players see that these players talk like they all talk to each other mm-hmm. and i think that the thunder situation is a good one for guys that are looking to to improve their reputation and maybe take a lesser role so i think that they'll, they're going to get good guys in the off season so but i don't i'm who that is i'm not i haven't really taken a deep dive into that yet yeah and that's fair so with your uh, everybody's been watching March Madness um, right now, got their brackets busted like me. Um, <laughs> is there a guy that you would like the player to draft? Is there a guy that you see and you're like that guy? He could play on the Thunder. He would be a good addition. Yeah, see, that's another thing. I'm just not there yet. I'll I'll get there. <laughs> I have I I watched I have watched four minutes of March Madness just because it was on in the background of my friend's house today. Like, so I just haven't watched it. Honestly, I've, I watched so much basketball and I just, I try to focus as much as I can on my kids outside of NBA basketball. So yeah, I, I have not watched any March madness, to be honest. How dare you, man with priorities. Hey, but uh, I just want to put these names in your ear. Remember the names Tower Hero and P.J. Washington. That's all I got to say. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll keep, I'll keep my eye out for those guys. Yeah, McKelly and I will do deep dives on on all these, on really all the first-round guys uh, when the time comes. And so I'll have my very, very wrong opinions to give you guys here. <laughs> in a, in a while. Can't wait. All right. Well. Uh, we're about to wrap up this podcast. Just got a few more questions to ask. This is more on the fun side, though. Just a little rapid fire. You know, you same as the Thunder Grays, give as little or as much context as you want to. You ready for it? Okay, let's do it. All right, last song you listened to. Oh, boy. Uh, it's a band. I don't remember what song it was, but I was listening to a band called Mates of State. You guys know them? Don't State. think I do. This is it's like this older indie band i don't have to, i don't know they're cool they're cool though they're fun it's a fun band <laughs> that's all my context of state is is steven adams the lead singer <laughs> no not that kind of mate i guess it's a, it's a husband and wife band that oh, the wife fair. plays the the wife plays the organ and he plays the drums and they both sing they're they're interesting it's an interesting group they're fun though huh that does sound interesting. I like sounds that. Like a, yeah, it sounds like a new age Captain into Neil here. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last movie you've seen? Um, we'll watch Wreck It Ralph with my kids. Yes. Hey, that's that, that's actually a solid movie. I that's also have two good. boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, last book you've read? Um, I'm reading this book on spiritual leadership right now. That's what it's called. It's called leadership. So, yeah. Very nice. All right. Last TV show you've seen? Uh, I'm always kind of watching The Office. So that's, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. That's kind of, <laughs> that's always the answer. But I just finished The Umbrella Academy. Have you guys watched that? It's on. Is it, is it good? I don't know yet. I don't know. <laughs> I feel very, I, after, after watching it, I have a lot of mixed feelings. I keep on like getting to it and I see it and I just want to click yes on it, you know, to watch it. And then the monkey thing pops up and I'm like, all right, I got to go, you yeah. know, every single time. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's, it, there's a lot, I don't know. There's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of unnecessary things in it, but it's, I, I think it's well made. Like it was, it was entertaining, but after you watch it, you're like, okay, why? So <laughs> if you want to feel like that, just go ahead and watch it. That's my yep. daily struggle there. So I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me every time I look at YouTube for 45 minutes straight. Right. I'm like, yeah. okay, why? Watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, back to The Office real quick, just just out of nowhere. What is your favorite quote from The Office? Oh, man. I don't – I'm so bad at stuff like this. People ask yeah. me stuff like this. I'm like, oh, no, the, the time that they were really hilarious and stuff. Um, I, don't, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, to be honest. Hey, it's all good. My wife's – oh, go ahead, Maddie. Would you trust Kevin to walk from point A to point B with your homemade chili for a cook-off? <laughs> Absolutely. Give it, give it all to Kevin. Give him another chance, man. He can do it. He's learned from his mistakes. <laughs> 
now all I'm thinking about is the chili all over the place. <laughs> and then he tries to like scoop it back in. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looks so sad. So oh, embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, so many inappropriate things on the office now that like you're just like, there's no way they could air this today. Yeah, there's just no yeah, way. Like the sure. season, one, the first episode of season three. I watched it. I laughed so hard, but I'm like, there's no way they could play this on live television on NBC today. That's just amazing. Well, hey, I mean, That's... our podcast is called Topic Thunder. It's loosely based off Tropic Thunder. Imagine <laughs> yeah, if that was right. today. Oh, man. We thought we actually were talking about that the other day. Like, there's no way they can make that movie today. People, um, people just, everybody would just be on Facebook offended if they tried to <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But hey, don't feel bad about uh, not being able to um, come up with something on the spot. My wife says that her brain turns to mashed potatoes when she's put on the spot. So yeah, I understand that. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> All right, this one's easy, or or it could be hard. We asked Antonio Daniels, and he he actually didn't have an answer. So, uh, which shoe goes on first when you put on shoes in the morning, right or left? Right foot, man. There, right there foot. you go. There you go. That is the correct answer. <laughs> Weirdos. <laughs> Are you left-handed? Am I left-handed? No. Yeah. No, no. Wow. I'm, correct. I'm okay. correctly handed. My man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Here we go. This, this is, this is very kindergarten. What's your favorite color? Uh, green. Green has always been my favorite color. Yeah. Since I was a kid. I don't know Fair. why. Just liked it since first grade, man. That's all I got. <laughs> all right well we alluded to this in the intro about you eating cereal while you drive um what <laughs> is the cereal you eat while you drive your favorite cereal oh man okay i mean favorite cereal of all time is cinnamon toast crunch there's just not much of a competition there um go. as i become more of an adult and of uh of a dad uh <laughs> I'm, I'm into give me any bland cereal you got and then give me <laughs> some sort of berry medley uh, fresh berry medley <laughs> and i'm i'm in heaven so so you're saying the 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 special k bland and berry medley that's what you want sure that's all yeah, yeah yeah that's uh, wonderful bland and berry <laughs> give me the bland and berry yeah <laughs> bland and berry crunch it's delicious there you go all right so besides eating cereal while you drive what's another random fact about yourself um I play I play guitar and I play guitar since I was like 11 years old and I played in tons of different rock and roll esque bands. So Ooh. I don't know that a lot of people know that. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I think uh, I think you need to do a little strumming for a segment on Down to Dunk <laughs> here in the near future. We honestly we have t- so it's like Jay plays the drums, Taylor can play. Taylor plays drums too, but he can play guitar some. Uh, and Luke loves karaoke. And so we have, we a long time ago, we haven't kicked around this idea in a while, but we we were we've come very close to putting together a Christmas rock and roll cover band. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like that's one of our dreams. Like if we like if we all had like an extra ten hours a week, like we would definitely have a a Christmas cover band. Like that's one of our dreams is to play "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree" for all the Down to Dunk fans. Like that's what we really want. Only if you put it on YouTube and wear ugly Christmas sweaters while doing it. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Of course. <laughs> That might be the most amazing thing we've heard from a guest on our podcast. (laughs) Honestly, that's all that we've wanted out of this whole experience. This has been a solid point. Yeah. The the beginning game was the thunder. The end game is the Christmas sweaters. All right. (laughs) Yes. This is exactly right. All right. So we mentioned this earlier about Raymond Felton earlier being the thick daddy. Who's your all-time thick daddy starting five? Okay. Uh, point guard, Dion Waiters. Yes. Shooting yeah. guard, Raymond Felton. Now, let me explain to you why I flip-flopped their, their roles. It's because <laughs> I want Dion Waiters as my primary ball handler. I do not want Ray dribbling the ball through the floor. I do not want that happening. So Ray's spotting up. Uh, Deontay's on the wing. Uh, Gershon Yabusele is my power forward. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because that dude is the thickest. He's such a thick daddy. Oh my gosh. Like his smile, you're just like, oh, daddy, right there, man. Um, And then my center is Celtics Shaq. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That that is perfect. That is. I almost don't want to ask another question because that's a mic drop moment right there. (laughs) All right. But I I do have to ask this because I asked you, you know, I had you on uh, my podcast when it it was just my solo pod before. And I asked you this before. So we're going to see if you're consistent. Okay. All right. So drafting a pickup team comprised of only OKC media members. What four do you pick to run the courts with you? Oh, man. I don't even remember what I said. It's probably (laughs) the wrong answer. Um I have AD running point. I'll have uh, Royce Young out on the wing, draining threes. Um, I'll be out on the wing trying to avoid catching the basketball. <laughs> um, and then I definitely want Jay as my center, no question. Yep. Um, and then, oh, oh, um, oh. I don't know who I need as my power forward. Because I've already got a big guy. I'll, I'll put Taylor in there at power forward. He's He's got some length, and he can shoot it a little bit. All right. That's respectable. Now, who you picked last time, you had Royce. Okay. You had Jay, and you said you had Jay for his height. Yeah. I think, I'm pretty sure you had Eric in there, Eric Horn. Okay. And then you also had Carson Cunningham. Oh, yeah, Carson. Yeah, Carson's Carson's ripped. Yeah, you said he's built like a truck. <laughs> he is. He is built like a truck. That, dude's, that dude is a beefcake, man. He's ripped. <laughs> yeah, I, I just got to tell you, Antonio Daniels is on the pod. We asked him the same question. Yeah. Uh, I, did, he, did he pick Andrew, guys? Uh, yes, he did. He did, yeah. actually. Yeah, he oh, wow. Him. Well, that yeah. is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he he actually said that. Really nice. Yeah, no, he said that you and Royce have had discussions, I guess, off to this side about it, and um, he would pick both of you guys up just because of the way y'all have talked about it before. <laughs> I, must have, I must have said some awesome things. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what that would have been. I just know if you guys have a Thunder Media pickup game, you guys have to you get, you have to stream it somehow. <laughs> Broadcast it, please. That would be fun. That would be super fun. <laughs> I'm, my my game is a lot like um, Tony Allen's if Tony Allen wasn't a very good defender. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> What's the most perfect about that is everybody knew exactly what you meant by that. Yeah, <laughs> that is awesome. All right, that's well, Andrew, a mic drop moment. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a mic drop moment right there, Andrew. We appreciate you coming on, man. You know, yeah, as as we said, you know, you're a huge inspiration of mine, and I'm I'm sure to the other guys as well. You've been in our ears for years talking about Thunder, so um, just taking out the time to come on our podcast, we appreciate it so much. And you're, you're still the man. You're the pod father. Sure. Thanks, guys. The I appreciate father. that. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Andrew. All right, guys. All right, man. Have a good. All right, you too. Later, guys. Later. God bless. All right, guys, so that was Andrew Schlecht of the Down to Dump podcast um, coming on our show today, and we were so thankful to have Andrew on. Uh, I was extremely excited because he was a huge inspiration to me starting out podcasting as well as the Topic Thunder show. So it was awesome to have him on. Um, go ahead and follow him at, on Twitter at Andrew K. Schlecht, as well as their podcast at Down to Dunk and at OKC and Dream Team. Um, while you're at it, go ahead and follow us on Twitter if you're not already. We've recently reached a thousand followers, so follow us at OKC Topic Thunder. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, find us, subscribe to us, leave us a five star rating, a positive review. We greatly appreciate that. You can catch us on the Dash Radio Network, nothing but net network, at 5 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, and you will be able to catch this interview as well as some other things each week at on Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. So on behalf of myself at Thunder Chats, my boy Matthew Mullins at Maddie Mullins Pod, Jerry at Gerald Amir with a J at the beginning, and of course Andrew Schlecht. Y'all have a great night. God bless. Don't forget, Thunder up!
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.